As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. On today's episode, Mailbag, a lot of questions about the rotation, Does Ben Simmons come off the bench? There is a spicy question involving the G League and Ben Simmons, and of course, some Kyrie stuff. Uh, Quick note, we recorded this pod before Sham Sharania, my colleague at The Athletic, uh, had a new report regarding Kyrie Irving. This one seems to be a positive one. The headline is Nets Kyrie Irving meets with Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, amid path to return from suspension, according to sources. Uh, that Kyrie and Adam Silver met on Tuesday morning. We recorded this Tuesday evening, and they two had a productive and understanding visit as the guard works through his steps to return from suspension. Sources with direct knowledge of the talks told The Athletic, I just wanted to do use this space right now to hit that little moment. Obviously, great step. Productive and understanding visit. Um, you know, I... I don't know if I need to say this, but Shams has the ability to confirm from both the NBA and Kyrie how it went. And, you know, the fact that probably both sides confirmed that the meeting was productive and understanding means that it was good. So good is good. Let's just celebrate the good. All right. Coming up on today's show, Brian and I dive into the Mavericks game, the interesting things out of it. Jack Vaughn, long term. And so much more about your Brooklyn Nets. To the glue guys, this is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys, NetsDaily.com, The Athletic. Get yourself on the paywall at TheAthletic.com slash Glue Guys, a subsidiary of the New York Times. Right. Michael, how are you? I'm going to see you in person. I'm going to yeah. hold that beautiful, scruffy face. I'm going to give you a smooch. I'm going to give you a big old, a I'm big gonna, old inappropriate I'm going to layer on the chapstick. I'll be ready for it. <laughs> Get that lip balm, my friend. Um, <laughs> We actually do have a lot, as I teased in the tease, we've got a lot to talk about. A lot has yeah. happened in Netsland since 
I did two podcasts in one day. I know. I saw it. You were busy. I was. I was just. Uh, I was out in the country, Mike. So I didn't have a good internet connection. <laughs> was... Um, yeah, and some people. I just want to clean up one thing. Uh, and this was on the Discord. Shout out mm-hmm. to the Discord, Discord Army. Go to the link in the Twitter bio. Yeah, get yourself or YouTube bio or YouTube bio or YouTube bio for the YouTube audience. Also, go to our YouTube, smash the subscribe. Yeah. Um, Alex Schiffer was on one of those emergency pods. I think I did two emergency pods in one week. And uh, keep talking. talking turn off my fan. Sure. Talking <laughs> about the state of the Nets. And Schiffer indicated that the Nets do not have control over the the 76ers pick. The, there's, there's a complex web of first round picks changing hands that the Nets are in the middle of. Mm. It, it, they're, the Nets are like a Swiss bank, and yeah. there's a lot of money laundering going on. Oh, are you going to clarify on this? Because I would love clarification. It, from all things, so Schiffer said on the pod that the Nets do not have the 76ers pick. Okay. They they do. They they have the oh, 76ers. Schiffer, Schiffer goofed. So Classic a, Schiffer. Basically, the order of operations are the Rockets get the best pick out of the Sixers, Nets, and their own, which is probably going to be the Rockets pick. And the Nets are either going to send... Whichever the worst of the two, the worst pick is going to go to Utah. And the Nets keep either if the 76ers pick is the best or second best, or if the Nets pick is the second best of those three first round picks, the Nets keep that. I think that is accurate. I think it is true. Okay. So I think the Nets technically have a shot to get Scoot Henderson. I think that's the best possible pick, the second overall pick. Okay. Anyways, let's talk about the Nets. Um, wow. We are recording at 4.29 p.m. Eastern mm. Standard Time on Tuesday. I stayed up late for that Dallas Mavericks, Brooklyn Nets brawl yeah. in Big D. Um, hey, basketball's fun. Can I say that? Basketball, that was a fun I, game. That really was fun, a fun game. A, a, a bad loss. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to weigh how much to really think about. I don't know if you heard this. Someone took over Twitter recently, and it feels like Twitter's gotten even more toxic. <laughs> Okay. Uh, in the recent days. Yeah. And I'm trying to weigh how much to understand how the common Nets fan feels about this team versus the amount of people that are in our in our mentions who anytime we say anything, like I've had tacit or, or light um sort of approval of Jock Vaughn's job yeah. so far. <laughs> and I get so much dumpstered. Hate. Absolutely dumpstered. <laughs> I'm so confused for- because if you watch that game last for night, being fifty-one percent into the Jacques Vaughn getting the job, <laughs> kind of tweet. I'm just lightly yeah. covering. I'm just trying to say, like, he's doing a pretty good job. It's not yeah. like we should just. Oh, you think we, so? Well, why don't you eat shit and die, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I think he's authentically doing a good job. Yeah. I know he made mistakes last night, but the team has played significantly quicker on both offense and defense. There's a real esprit de corps that's happened mm. since Jacques Vaughn has took over and since Kyrie Irving isn't playing with the team. Yeah. Um, not going to go too deeply into that, but... We'll touch on it, yeah. We'll touch. There'll be some touching, um, particularly in our emails. Uh, wait, yeah, what? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, I know the Nets lost, and they made mistakes, and Kevin Durant, we he missed his second 60-second free mm. throw in a row, <clears> which... <throat> Yeah, what a time to miss. That sucks. Yeah, and maybe tricky. Theo Pinson got in his head or something could like be. that. Could have been. But how could you not be encouraged? How could you not be encouraged by the elevated play of the injured Yuta Watanabe, of Cam Thomas, Nick Claxton yeah. is maybe the prince that was promised. Maybe totally. Jon Snow. 
And and even down down the roster, I mean, and this is another weird. I've I've seen a lot of pushback on Royce O'Neal, like a hatred of Royce O'Neal on Twitter, which is he's been fantastic. Which I mean, I don't he's know, like I don't the know best what Sean Marks expecting. trade ever. <laughs> yeah, if but you of, think about it, Sean Marks is a bad trader. Yeah, and, I mean, and in terms of expectation versus reality, like I don't know what the expectation was for Royce O'Neal, but the reality is you're getting a lot more, at least than what I expected. So I don't know. There's a lot of, I mean, again, Twitter is becoming a toxic cesspool overnight. It's, it's been headed for that direction. So that's where all the, the bad takes are. Good takes are on the discord. If you want good takes, come to discord.gg slash good guys. Um, but anyways, yeah. So that's all to say Royce O'Neal's good. And Hey, I mean like all the way down the roster, I mean the, the Sean Marks pickup, um, you know, just that, that theme, that trend has been, has been held firm, uh, in Edmund Sumner and Yuta. Like it's just been this little, it's fun to, you know, watch little guys, you know, perform and, and have moments and not little guys, they're large, <laughs> they're large guys. men, um, guys who would have small guys, big men, you know, that's really who they <laughs> yeah. are. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, anyways, it was a fun game, uh, heartbreaking, weird. I mean, we still are really bad at executing towards the end of games. I mean, that's just part of having just no coach and then an interim coach and then having just coach debacles du jour, whatever it is. Um, yeah. And so like, we're, we're just not good at crunch time and, and continue to not be. Um, so like, I just am thankful for the first, you know, 44 minutes of, of competitive basketball until, <laughs> until the, the inevitable <laughs> happens. Um, but even, even to, to that point, like, you know, Camp Thomas was, it was, he giveth and taketh away, um, in a way that was, you know, at least compelling to watch. Um, and you can see him starting to piece together, the ingredients he's starting to like uh, butt toucher 420 in the discord a, a huge a pillar of the community um remarked that camp thomas might be our best pick and roll player period on the team and that includes carrie irving um because he's the only guy that's really actually trying kind to of, kind of doing it to pick and roll <laughs> yeah. um which is which says which says a lot about the state of affairs here um yeah, I don't know. There's and here's the other thing. It's like there's a couple of guys that are still trying to get integrated. I don't want to get too much into it, but Sethi is that's a rusty. That's that's some that's Chinese rust and then some. Like, um, uh, why is it so? It is hard. Like, I'm not even discounting how hard. Like, I'm. It is so hard. Seth Curry has did not look very good. Ben Simmons looked horrible. I was going to say the other that I didn't want to spend too much time on only playing 16 minutes. It, I mean, the, some of the guys have gone a little bit deeper into the analytics, but there is a, a very good argument to be made that he's playing some of the worst basketball in professional basketball <laughs> right now. It is what happens to us on the court is, is really um, it's not, it's not good. It's a little bit detrimental, particularly in this game. Obviously Ben was coming back from the knee injury he they knew he was only going to get 20 minutes but yet he still only played 16 which is a little indicative of how he played where if we say you're going to get 20 and you only get 16 can i say also just to ta- caveat what i said i'm saying it blithely because i don't actually think ben simmons is you know this is early small sample size theater early on yes. not really into his reps quite yet so I, i'm not trying to say like hey this is the worst player in basketball get rid of him that's not please please don't take me out of context there all i'm saying is we're ramping him up. He's still got a little bit more ramp to go. Yeah, and well, yeah, there's a lot of ramp. Yeah, could there's be there's more a than significant. A bit. Yeah. What is it? What's the um? There's that scene in Men in Black when they're inside. <laughs> was it? Is it the museum or a hospital where it's yeah. like all circular staircase? Yeah, it could be like the Guggenheim ramp. It's just basically yeah. the entire <laughs> museum is one been, long. Ben's all the way ramp. at the bottom <laughs> yeah. at that ramp right now. I yeah I and you could feel it in the game that. You know, as a fan watching it, um, that like he when he came in, you're like, oh shit, this isn't 
This is not going to help. It's not going to help what's happening. The game was tight basically the entire way through. I will say that there, uh, to go go positive, you know, compliment sandwich here. Uh, at certain points, there were, he was doing things that I hadn't seen yet to this point in the season, which is like dribbling with a head of steam towards the basket. What he does when he gets close, who knows? <laughs> Usually not something great, but at least that that first kind of perfunctory you know, push into getting like being a credible threat to get to the basket was it's the first I've seen that from like the hot half court offense. So you can see, you can start to see the little pieces coming together, Mike. There's little, it's a, it's a constellation of things. They're all a little bit disconnected at the moment, but I've seen, I can see the parts at least at the moment. Yeah. And I really don't want to go in on Ben Simmons. There's like, there's small sample, small sample size theater. (laughs) This team has been completely disjointed. If I'm going to focus on the positives, which is what I want to do right now in this portion of the podcast, yeah, I know this is. I don't understand why this is controversial. Jock Vaughn, the team is playing different under Jock Vaughn, and I'm not going to go to the hilt for JV to get the head coaching gig permanently. All right, here is what I will advocate for. The team has played different. I don't know how anyone could disagree with the fact that the team has played better under Jacques Vaughn than they did before. There is a level of activity that we didn't see. The 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 most startling thing about the Steve Nash offense that we were seeing before he was fired or part mutually parted ways. Apologies, don't get at me, lawyers. Yeah, is that the, the offense was simply ISO Kevin, ISO Kyrie. Oh shit. Four seconds left on the shot clock. Let's just throw the ball at the rim and run back on defense. There was no movement at all, off ball or on ball, frankly. It is very clear Jock Vaughn has laid out to these guys, we're going to give Kevin the, fir- the, the first touch of the real possession when he, we get down in the half court. But if Kevin doesn't quickly get something in his action, you guys better start running. You guys better start running and create something on your own because we're just not going to leave Kevin Durant to hold the ball for 14 seconds to put up a contestant jumper. Now, sometimes the ball does end up back in Durant's hands after that first time touching the ball in the possession, and sometimes he has to put up a pretty difficult shot. But for the most part, you see guys running around screens, running just simply just passing the ball around the perimeter versus what was before, which was like the Patty Mills just sort of like, waiting for a ball when he was standing in the corner and and nothing was happening. There was no, and this isn't a shot at Patty Mills. This was how the offense yeah. was designed. And defensively, there's just, I mean, I, well, it's kind of like, before you happen defensively, like, let me, can I speak a little bit? Yeah, to yeah it? please. Um, no, actually, no, please don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, well, I mean, small sample size theater again, and this is not, please, nobody take this to mean like a disparaging cause, cause holy God, the Kyrie stance come, come for you when you do disparaging anything uh, <laughs> there. We have gone, we, we did have three wins and one loss so far in the um, experiment uh, or is it two wins? Wait, now am I getting, I feel like I'm yeah, sorry. there was the wizards win and then there sorry. was the Charlotte win. The Charlotte win. Sorry. Two wins. And then a closey. And then a closey. Um, that's and it should s- have been a bulls win. If Kyrie, Played a, a simple, normal game, except he was... Remember how dreadful Kyrie was in the Bulls game? Yeah. And then then he gets suspended yeah. and, and all that And stuff. we shellacked DC, Mike. You're Washington Wizards. As, I was there in As person. a certain contingent of, of, our, <laughs> of our hate fan, hate watchers. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, hard, I was wearing a, yeah. uh, one of those jerseys that was like half Wizards, yeah. half Nets, because I love the Wizards so yeah. much. Um, 
But there is like just to kind of key into what what was working when it was working or what could be working here uh, is that like, you know, when we're playing hero ball, it kind of does work better to have one hero uh, at certain times. There's this kind of like too many cooks in the kitchen. And I don't have like a whole like fully baked, you know, to to continue that um, analogy, I don't have a fully baked sort of thought about this, but it does seem that like down the ranks, you know, the role players, people not, you know, named Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving and and Kevin Durant, um, there is a level of engagement, a sort of egalitarian effect where they're being held responsible, probably They're, they're expected to make plays, you know, there's a kind of just, just general higher level of engagement. And I think that that comes from, and it's, it's and not to say that KD or, it could be either or, right? It's just like having a single focal point is good. It's it's definitely necessary in order to like, you know, have that gravitational pull um, to, to kind of contort the, the defense. Um, having two of them kind of has diminishing returns potentially, and it could even have further diminishing returns in the fact that like, if it's going to get passed, it's going to be one of those two guys. So if I'm, you know, whatever, Joe Harris or Royce O'Neal or Patty Mills or whoever it is, um, I don't super need to be paying that much attention up until like the the ball maybe spurts out to me accidentally and I'm and I'm having to hit like a a, a fairly clutch three pointer you know at the end of a shot clock like that's and and I think there's I think there's something there it's not fully baked as you can tell but um and when Kyrie hopefully you know let's hope this all gets sorted out you know we're not here to we just want to win basketball games if Kyrie Irving can help us do that I'm super happy to have him back and we can do all this stuff and there's we just need to get through this like period or whatever <laughs> you it can is say that. I, yeah I, I'm not yeah. <laughs> I can say I can say I, that because <laughs> Because of, anyways, uh, not gonna yeah, do it. yeah, not gonna do it. Um, but uh, because what, it's not fun to talk about. What would be good is if it actually contributed to the winning, and we just need to make the parts fit so that that can actually happen. And that, I don't know if that means staggering their minutes more. I don't know. I don't know what exactly that looks like. It'd be really difficult to stagger guys who are both playing around forty minutes a game. Like it's just that's not that's just too much overlapping time. <laughs> um, but you know, I don't. So something. Something needs to happen. If Ben Simmons is not serving as the connective tissue that we used to talk about all the time, um, and he's not at the moment, uh, there isn't connective tissue between our two hero ball players, and it, it something needs to to happen to to actually build that build the bridge between them to make it actually efficient. Because it it does. I don't know. Like when they're playing together, it just. You know, and not to get into the whole like is you know is, are people toxic for the team or whatever. Like I'm just trying to talk about just straight X's and O's. Is there diminishing returns by having two guys playing hero ball? I mean, and and so this is a weird. It's a tough position to be in because the team's playing better. There's again, I don't know how how there could be another side to this. The team is playing better with Jock Vaughn as coach and with Kyrie not on the team. But I also completely understand that this isn't sustainable this isn't a a championship recipe the championship recipe is ben simmons getting back to a 32 minute per game guy who's the connective tissue and Kyrie cooking yeah and uninstalling all of his apps and then cooking yeah just uninstall (laughs) your apps (laughs) except for discord except for discord shout out fired up fired up (laughs) uh quickly before we go to break i i agree i i don't want people to think that our take is like Kyrie is bad for the team on the court in that sense it's just that, like, the team is obviously playing better. They're playing better without him. How much of a factor is the big guy? Because he is on the floor. I really like the way you articulated. You articulated oh. the fact that, like, there's a heliocentric type offense that's happening, and then the side effect of that is all the 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 moons mm. and the planets and the Royce O'Neill Saturn planet and the Nick Claxton Jupiter and the Ben Simmons Uranus. 
um, is is all happening, and they are all interacting Uh-oh, in a different level than if Kyrie was there as a fallback. Let's do this quick break. Coming back, hit your email for much more about the Nets. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. And we're back, Brian. Hey, let's just jump right into the mailbag. I love it. Should we start with a voicemail? I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's start with a little context. This is from, we want to do yeah, we your can girl. Do, we can do, we can do context. Um, we have been delinquent in managing our email sphere and that's, that's on me. That's an apology. We've, we've asked for emails in the past and then it's haven't gotten them. That's yeah. You know, you know, things happen. Hey, the move news cycle, uh, the news cycle was getting a little crazy there. So we got backed up, but we did want to honor some of the high effort posts in the past. Um, and the first of which is this from October 25th, which is before a very important news cycle. That's Sugar Girl Olivia. I didn't want to go last name. You didn't want to go last name. Uh, she may say it right here. This is a voicemail, which you can do netspod at gmail.com. Just send in a voicemail. It's so easy. Here you go. Hi, guys. So since preseason started, I've definitely noticed a tonal shift from Kyrie, from mm. his body language with teammates and coaches to his post-game comments with the media. Um, of those comments, I think what he has said about Ben has actually done a really good job of straddling the line between support, showing support and asking for accountability. Do you guys view this as Kyrie embracing a leadership position this season and do you think that could help make up for what could be called deficiencies in kd's leadership style thank you so much october 25th is when that email was sent that was uh what two and a half weeks ago mm-hmm. things changed mike things change quick yeah. <laughs> and, and honestly yeah um i agree agreed with you completely olivia like i thought Kyrie going into the season the things he was saying and on media day i was like Okay. Yeah. He's got some perspective. Remember he, when he said the whole thing about how he kind of looked for other teams to be a part of in the offseason and everyone was essentially saying, mm, we don't want you. And how he <laughs> said that kind of humbled him. I thought mm. that was nice. And there's also friendly chiding with the media, you know, like there was, you know, kind of uh, banter, you know, like they're a little, it was a little like, you know, antagonistic but in an ironic way you know it, it was good there was there was lots to be encouraged it seemed like a person who is um you know kind of self-aware in, in an important way um and then lo and behold this 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 um that new cycle uh came came into being mike um and that and that changed things which is just yeah. it's such an unforced thing that's what's it's frustrating mike it is frustrating it's just an unforced random thing i mean and now we and now we're in the sticky position of having to you know either deal with it or not and who wants to be in that position not me let's not let's go next up pick a pick a your boy okay uh next up that's cheer boy we've got glenn why 
Okay, and this is the counter narrative. So we're getting a lot of different emails, a lot of different perspectives. And while we're still on the subject, it's it's fine to be on it. So it says, Glenn Weiss says, hey guys, you've both been anti-Kyrie for the last couple of years. Okay, take issue with that, but let's keep it going. And I understand, but I respectfully disagree. I understand there is a lot of baggage, but without him, our title window is officially closed. My question for you is if I told you today... That if Kyrie stays, we win a championship, and if he leaves, we won't. Would you still want him gone? Is your disdain for him stronger than your desire for a Nets championship? Thank you. For me, it's obviously like when when chi- I'm stacking chips. Like I don't, you know, <laughs> I am, like if he if he does the things where he you know says all the you know necessary apologies and we you know they're sincere and so on and so forth, I'm fine. I'm fine. if this is an educational moment, great, and he can get back on the court and we can do the damn thing. I'm here for it, Mike. It seems like you're a little bit more fraught, but that's what it is for me. I think if we're just looking at this scenario, championship, he stays. If he leaves, the team is destroyed. Yeah, of course. Yes. Championship. It's it's weird that it seems like that's like people really, truly misunderstand where it's because it's we think we have a it's when he does these kinds of chaotic things, it makes our championship window (laughs) window smaller. That's yes. That's the issue that we have. I've said this before, but I really want people to understand this. Imagine how shitty it must be to be Kyrie's like work mate, his teammate, to be one of his coaches. Like it's not that even you know. A lot of people will come out and say Kyrie is not a bad guy. It's just that he, um, Ethan Strauss, who some people also d- dislike because you know he he was critical of Kevin Durant in Golden State when he covered the Warriors. But Ethan Strauss was like you know described it this like people who know Kyrie say what he does is he just looks at Instagram and just watches hundreds of videos and that's how he gets his like information it's just like the the youtube shorts tiktok yeah instagram reels ification of news right and and deep dive research and and so as a jew i can rightfully say that i don't think like i don't think Kyrie was completely aware of the thing that he was promoting of like the effect it would have on jews like the but but again, just to lay it out in the, in the movie that he tweeted out um, an Instagram to millions of people, you know, it talks about how uh, it uses Hitler as a source for why Jews are bad, and and it talks about the five Jewish lies. So like, it is it is in there clearly. But can, can, I'll say this: Yes, sorry, go. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but sorry. Actually, finish your point, then I'll jump in. Okay, because I I, I think there's a lot of complexity with Kyrie. And to this question by Glenn Wiley, and I love these moral quandaries, right? If Kyrie stays, we win a championship. If he leaves, you don't. Obviously, you go with championship. I don't really think Kyrie is such a bad person that that he fully corrupts the whole thing. I think winning a championship with Kyrie is impossible. I think because of the drama he brings, the the lack of reliability, also like as great as he is on the court. There's been years of evidence to show that like when he was with the Celtics, it kind of became a joke that the Celtics played better when he was hurt. The team went on a run to the Eastern Conference Finals when he was hurt. You know, and so there's been a pattern over recent years when he since he's left Cleveland that when he is not in the lineup, it's not like the team craters. Think about what the Nets were last year when he was gone, when they banished him because of the COVID vaccine yeah. rules. They were the first team in the East. Now they had Harden and Durant, and it's a different team than now. I just I like I think there's a lot of complexity to this. Yeah. Right. And I would if it's as simple as Glenn Wise laying it out, I would love that. 
Glenn Youngkin. I'm guessing this is Virginia Governor I think Republican it is. Glenn Youngkin. I think it is, yeah. Big Nets fan, known to be a big Nets fan. <laughs> yeah. um, I, 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 I wish it was this simple. It's not this simple. Yeah. I think Kyrie diminishes your chances at a championship, but I think not having Kyrie at all and losing him completely, I also don't think you win a championship that way. I just want to clarify that too. Like, I don't think if you banish Kyrie again, the Nets are going to win a championship. That That is not the case. And I do, I do like, just for the sake of, you know, just putting a fine, like, I've thought about this a lot, and I think, like, my honest, what I honestly think actually happened with the Kyrie situation is that he probably watched 30 minutes of that documentary, didn't really process much of it, posted it up there, discovered late, you know, in the game that there was all, because, like, like, a lot of the, the craziest parts of that are... Um, in, you know, in the two hour, 20 two, minute mark. Right. I can tell you the exact minute mark. Super if you far, wanna, when the Hitler quote hits. Yeah, right. And my actual thinking about this is that a big part of Kyrie's issues is that he's so bad at managing the PR relationship because his true fear is being exposed for being kind of a half assed academic and like pseudo intellectual. And it's all a big sort of like. Everything is a distraction from actually getting to the meat of what the. Because now we're not even having the discussion because he's like. I think part of him really wants to be like, guys, I didn't even really watch the thing. <laughs> you know, like that's like my honest opinion about it. And maybe that's like, you know, too rosy of a picture, but um, it's, it's in how you manage the fallout that where things get really bad with Kyrie. And he's just, he just continues to be not good at that. But anyways, not to believe the point. Yeah. Let, let's do some quick ones. Cause I got to be out in seven minutes. Wow. Okay. Here we go. Fired up. Next up. That's cheer boy. We got Gregory Johnston. I had to do, I had to get a real one out there. The energy yeah. was just, you know, anyways. Um, hey, Mike and Brian, is sixth man Ben such a bad idea? Kind of digging the idea of him running with a Cam, Seth, Joe, Utah lineup and closing games when he's hopefully back to himself. Kind of regards, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Mike, I mean, we've talked about that a little bit, I think, and I, it's not that much of a hot take anymore that, um, you know, the, the data, small sample size as it is, is pretty bad with Ben Simmons in the starting lineup, uh, especially paired with Nick Claxton. Um, there's a lot of, I think, intelligent arguments out there. The politics of it are going to be very difficult, right? Having Ben Simmons come off the bench is... Um, because last night was the first game of his career that he came off the bench. Yeah, it's going to be a little fraught. Um, and so there's an opportunity now, like we said, I think in the last episode that I was on a month ago or whatever it was, um, that he uh, that there is a moment here in time where we can credibly be like, hey, we're doing the ramp up. You're coming back from we're managing your minutes, knee soreness, so on and so forth, where we can just kind of be like, hey, dude, take a little ownership of that second unit. Like we got to start like messaging that to him. Be like, dude, this is like this could be your thing. Like this could be your second unit, dude. Like, you know, be the be the floor general here you know, uh, over Seth Curry or whatever. Um, so there's like an opportunity to do it. I think, and you, you have this window right now where it needs to happen. Do we want to go and do that thing? I don't know. It's, it's, um, it's not, it's, here's the problem with it. It's like, you are kind of assigning yourself or resigning yourself to a, a sort of necessarily second tier Ben Simmons and, um, until further notice. And if you make that his thing, I don't know if he comes back and is like a full blown starter boy. Yeah. I mean, I think what's here, here's a great comparable. You know, I think people thought Ben Simmons was Brad Pitt, a leading man, a leading man in any role. Every film that Brad Pitt's in, he's basically the leading man, unless if he's with Leo DiCaprio in that film. Ben Simmons is Colin Farrell. It's just a handsome character actor. You know, he's a role player at this point. And I do think it was 
It's smart if Ben continues to allow himself to be a bench player because that is a humbling impact. If that he allows himself to continue to be off the bench. Let's say Kyrie comes back from a six-step program um, that the Nets have imposed on him. Well, those Edmund Subner starts will go to Kyrie, and the starting lineup will be Kyrie, Joe, Royce, Nick Claxton, and KD. I don't think there's any way you should, if you, with the way Claxton's playing and what I think Joe and Royce can do, I mean, Joe's like kind of an undiscussed thing about Joe Harris is his shot isn't falling the level it was, but he's driving the hoop like it's 2018 Mm. Joe Harris, 2019 Joe Harris. He's going back to what worked for him in the past, which is, yes, shooting threes at a high percentage, but also like getting to the bucket when the opportunity presents itself. Um, Ben as like build let's build you up from the bench mm. right let's build you up let's send you out he is an executive vice president at some company not ready yet for prime time not ready yet to be chairman of the board let's spin you off this is succession let's let you run parks and cruises you you're not ready yet to run you know the TV network and every other thing that uh what's the company in succession um Wake Waystar Roco Royco okay. Waystar yeah something like that. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, I, there's too many analogies in yeah, this one take. That's a lot. Any more than one analogy in a take, you've lost it. Right. Um, that's kind of a rule of takes. <clears throat> hey, ten years um, in the biz, Mike. You, you went to the Stephen <laughs> A. Smith <laughs> School of Broadcasting. Mm. Um. So, anyways, which is DeVry University. Um. Yes, Brian. Do you want me to tack on a kind of accompanying email to this email? Yes. I can, yeah. I mean, this will. This will. This will dovetail nicely. Next up, that's Cheerboy. We got Amir Farone. Probably, probably botched your name, Amir. Amir, I hope. Um, sorry about that. Uh, so he has a first half of the question that we kind of already got into with uh, the c- clarifying the pick uh, with um, all that stuff. So we, we've addressed that hopefully for you. Just get to the heart of. Th- I think it's he's just going to ask. Why don't the Nets send Simmons to the G League? Yes. Uh, I don't think that's right for Ben. That's that's he too w- Markel Fultzy. He would absolutely crush, though, in the G League. What if he didn't? Ooh, great, great counter. Are you, aren't you kind of protecting him? Because, <laughs> like, if he, like, just super underperforms in the G League, oh, gosh. That he's could kind get of really bad. Not, he's kind of the worst. The G League is for gunners, right? It's for guys who get off their shot. Yeah. I don't know. You're actually, you're, I'm, I'm, you've sold me on just that alone. Cause if you, <laughs> even if there's a like, you know, 10% chance that he just bombs in the G league, you're like, you can't, you can't, run that you risk. can't bring him back yeah. at that point. Okay. One more email. Okay. Next up. Wait, where'd my emails go? Cheer boy. Ian McCormick. <laughs> Wait, do I want to do this one? Hang on. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, what deal will event will Kyrie eventually get not next off season. And um, Ian says, I refuse to believe nobody would take him at $5 million on a one-year contract. Here's the thing. If Kyrie doesn't tweet out any more anti-Semitic films and he plays basketball and he's semi-reliable for the rest of the season, I think that he that he will continue to have a career. I don't know if he's going to complete the six-step program. Well, do you wanna, laid there was a him. headline from The Athletic talking about how it was kind of specifically designed with the knowledge that he would be pretty reticent to fulfill any kind of you know, program of any type. Um, Do you know what it is? What? Did you read the six steps? I, I did. It seemed pretty, seemed like a, like an afternoons of uh, worth of work, but yeah, uh, it's like a, a couple of zooms. Yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe a face to face with the ADL. 
and let's be honest, they probably have great coffee at the ADL, you know, bagels and schmear. Mm. Those are my people. I you do. know, like how bad of a meeting is that? Um, you know, it's all yeah, bad. No, Unless if you're anti-Semitic and then you're like, it's, ooh, I don't want to go. It's the, it, yeah, it is like, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, obviously I understand that like being kind of wrapped on the knuckles is condescending and, you know, but <laughs> like, what are you, what are you supposed to do in this position? Like, um, I, I think there's, I mean, maybe there's like room for this in another show or at some other point in some other, you know, whatever, put a YouTube video out. But like, I think there is a little bit of like misunderstanding, generally speaking about like why this stuff actually matters. And there's like a kind of, a, I've noticed in Twitter, there's a pretty big disconnect so like i don't know if that's a youtube video down the line or something not not something that we're especially know. qualified for but like um you know anti-semitism in particular has a very nuanced history and there's a lot to it and i think people just like don't super appreciate that and they're drawing comparisons between that and other you know forms of racism or whatever are are um are interesting there's interesting what about nuances. joe Sy though brian right indeed no, the, indeed uh, yeah, let's do a TikTok. Five things you don't know about anti-Semitism. <laughs> One, you know, yeah. it's been going on longer than you know. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yes, a lot of complexities. Oh my God, Olivia just, uh, she just sent us an email. <laughs> this is literally what Olivia Goodman just sent us. Hi, Brian and Mike. I want to acknowledge that this recent submission did not age well. I also want you to know that I really appreciate your Kyrie anti-Semitism coverage it's important and on point well that makes me to submit something fresher soon that makes hey olivia you're the star of the show i mean that's amazing yeah that's a great full circle Um, well done she's is she in our computers is well well. she hacking us we get hacked anyways hey great show brian sorry for everyone who emailed we're gonna uh, next episode let's do an email pod again yeah because people want to hear a proper one we'll set it up we'll tee it up um (laughs) hey where do they find us mike it's at bk glue guys on twitter right but twitter is a cesspool so if you want to go over to a cooler place to chat that's discord.gg slash glue guys there's a link honestly i i i want to emphasize that point discord is better it's a better experience it's more fun it's a smarter group of people nice and you get direct connection to brian because brian is actually there mike shows up once uh uh, when when there's a full moon, I think. I mean, I don't when know. When I how. want to spill tea, yeah, and you just, just... want to get stuff off your chest. He just rage posts and then and then deletes the app. Um, but then also we have a YouTube channel. You know, glue guys, all that good stuff. Mike, wait, uh, yeah. And Brian and I are going to the Nets Knicks game. Can't wait. See oh yeah, you there. yeah, yeah. See you there, Mike. All right, bye everybody. Bye.